0: Welcome to Amazing Business Radio with best-selling author and customer service and business expert, Shep Hyken. Shep will talk with some of the smartest thinkers in business to help make you more successful in your professional and personal life. This is Amazing Business Radio with Shep Hyken.
1: Hello, everyone. It's Shep Hyken here on Amazing Business Radio now on the C-Suite Network. And today we're going to have another amazing show. We're talking about... Uh, Artificial intelligence again, AI, uh, human versus machine, uh, are they going to take over the world? Are we going to see uh, uh, how the computer from 2001 Space Odyssey become reality or... Is it just going to be an amazing tool that we use in business? We've got Shannon Bell, who is from Amdocs. She's a product management strategy and go-to market person for Amdocs Digital Intelligence. And she knows what we're talking about today probably better than most people, definitely better than me. We're going to learn a heck of a lot. And Shannon is coming to us all the way from Toronto today. That's where she lives. Uh, and I love hockey, and I know Toronto's big into hockey, so that makes you a friend, uh, whether we know each other well or not. Is that right, Shannon? Shannon?
0: That's right. All Canadians love hockey.
1: <laughs> and curling. <laughs> Maybe not curling. I don't know. Well. <laughs> so anyway, Shannon, it's nice to meet you. Welcome to the show.
0: Thank you very much.
1: So let's start here. Let's give us, you know, like the 50,000 uh, foot view from, hey, my name's Shannon. This is where I've been. This is where I am now. Give us a little background on on who you are.
0: Sure, no problem. So I joined Amdocs about six years ago and really have been focused in Amdocs at driving our strategy around digital and intelligence. And I came from a background working in the network um, and then came to the whole BSS space working with telecom service providers. And when we started to look at digital, the first thing I did was look across all industries and really see what are the learnings we can take from industries that have digitalized the experience and really focus on the customer and that centricity around the customer. And this really drove the whole... Um, dialogue and uh, strategy around what do we need to do in the intelligence domain. And it's topical for all industries. We see a lot of parallels between what industries are doing. Some are further advanced than others. Um, but we've used these insights from the digital domain, from intelligence to really drive a strategy around how we work with companies and how we advise them to start their intelligence journey. So that's really been my focus in the last several years in uh, in Amdocs and working with the uh, broader community that we support.
1: Great. So did Digital intelligence, give us a definition of what digital intelligence is.
0: For me, digital really starts by looking at how you engage the customer. And this is all about meeting customers in their channel of choice, giving them the right experience, quality of experience, and engaging them. And I think for every business, that's really critical. And the tie into that is the digital intelligence piece. So we look at customer engagement, and then we look at how we leverage intelligence to drive those engagements. And this is really more, for me, around how do you personalize and contextualize the experience for the customer? How do you leverage all of that information that any business has about their customers and then take it to drive that element of personalization, which is ultimately what customers are looking for?
1: Right. So this is the big thing I, I get out of this is personalization. This is a big, hot word right now. Um just uh, recently, I did some work with IBM, and they asked a question which had to do with, you know, how should retailers, specifically retailers, although it really applies to any industry, but they asked how retailers uh, would be more successful through the holiday season. With the hustle and bustle, what can we do to make them happier, create more loyalty, create a better experience? And the one word that came to mind was the, the concept of personalization. And, you know, you can learn a lot about a customer. You can, and I think you also mentioned, you know, meet them where they are on their channel. If they they want to call in, let them call. If they want to text in, let them text. If they want to uh, go do, you know, whatever channel they want to, to be on. But the personalization is who are they, what is it they specifically like. And when it comes to sales, personalization is, hey, can I make a suggestion based on what you're talking to me about? Can I suggest something else? Or based on what you've bought in the past. Can I suggest something else? And that leads to, a, uh, number one, it leads to greater satisfaction from the customer. But number two, the stats and facts are showing that customers buy more when you ask them questions like that. If they're truly, I call it the ethical upsell, where they are truly interested in, where, where the company is truly interested in giving a customer what they want, not just to make another sale, but because it truly meets the need. Is this kind of what you're talking about with personalization?
0: Absolutely. So I think any business has some knowledge about their customer and they also have knowledge about similar types of customers and profiles. And in this day and age, there's absolutely no reason why you should be getting generic promotions and offers.
1: Bingo. And, you know, yep. think
0: about the Amazon experience, right? We we have enough data. We don't need to give people generic offers. Don't offer me a family plan when you know I'm a single individual or you know vice versa don't offer me a promotion for internet when i already buy my internet services with you it's just those simple things but the next you know offering the right next best action next best offer giving customers what they want drives higher upsell greater loyalty all the things you just spoke about it's uh it's it's key
1: Bingo. It's exactly right. That's what I, and I was hoping you would verify that because I'm going, am I going down uh, uh, the wrong direction here? All right. So I promised the audience we're going to talk about artificial intelligence and we can come back to talking about personalization. I think that's really, really key. Uh, but just to, to, you know, and we, you know what, I'll make a commitment. We are going to come back to personalization because I believe any company can deliver a personalized experience. You mentioned data. You mentioned the big company, Amazon. And by the way, AI can help deliver that personalization. So let's jump into it. Uh, recognize that our audience is primarily uh, business professionals across many different industries and different size companies. We have solo entrepreneurs. We have huge huge companies with you know tens of thousands of employees that are interested in learning more about the customer experience and how to enhance it. AI is definitely part of that. Uh, how do you envision our listeners using AI for their companies?
0: I think that um, it's, it's really, it ties to what we were just talking about. So using AI, we believe it's key to making every company smarter, doesn't matter the size of the organization. And it really revolves around how you use intelligence to understand the data that you have about your business, who your customers are, what they're purchasing, and so on. And with that data and the intelligence to analyze the data, you can move to the world of hyper-personalization we talked about and drive that better experience. So think about it in the context of a simple example, like I'm using natural language processing, which is one of the key elements that artificial intelligence brings to derive the intent of my customer. What does that mean? That means that if a customer's calling you or they're online or they're chatting – I have the ability to understand and detect their intent and know exactly why they're calling or understand so that I can be proactive. I can drive a better experience for that customer. I can use capabilities like sentiment analysis. Um, to actually understand if a customer's unhappy, you know, and maybe they go, I I have them talk straight to the retention person if I think there's an issue there. Or I can decide who should serve them based on the sentiment. I can analyze the sentiment in their voice and decide it makes sense for this hockey-loving Canadian to be matched to Shannon. She's going to serve him today on the voice channel. Um, So you can use these tools that come with artificial intelligence to really drive the right experience for the customer, and, and I believe that that's possible in the, in any industry and really for any customer engagement. It's, it's kind of bringing some of that intelligence to drive the experience.
1: Now, you use the word "I." Uh, say, I can do this. You meant AI can do this. I mean, as if you were the computer or you were the virtual assistant. Is that, I just want to make sure I get clarity. Good. Good. So I I like that. It it makes a whole lot of sense to me. So uh, it understands if I'm upset, if I'm, because it could tell by the stress in my voice, the, if I'm talking really fast, is that what you're talking about from sentiment and context?
0: Exactly. So some of the core capabilities of intelligence are really to very quickly identify and understand the customers' intent, their sentiment, and use that data to match or to make the right. Rec- it could be the recommendation. It could be a non-human interface that continues talking to them. But the the notion here is that you can make business decisions based on the, the intent and the data that, or the intelligence you derive, derive sorry derive from that customer interaction.
1: All right. So right now, I'm hearing that I can have a conversation with a machine. And machine is going to be good enough uh and and so i i i'm not going to be argumentative here but i am going to i'm going to ask and i'm not pushing back because i just came from a conference where they had somebody that that talked just like you do that this is what the machine will do this is what artificial intelligence can do and sitting directly next to him says you know what that's a dream it doesn't work that way now i believe it does work that way in some situations however Uh, Even, I mean, I I go home at night, and I I don't want to mention her name because I have one here. She's my Amazon partner. You know what her name is, right? (laughs) I, I, I say it soft, Alexa, because if she hears me, she'll start talking to me. She's just on the other side of the room. But my Echo is over there. I have my Echo connected to my Harmony TV remote, and I will say, you know, Alexa, please tell Harmony to turn on the TV. And she says, okay, and the TV turns on. However, if I say please tell Harmony to turn the TV on instead of on the TV, she comes back and says I don't understand what you mean. So, and how I, far I, and, can we go with yes. this? Mm-hmm.
0: And this is where and this is this is where the training is critical. And this is why, you know, the the artificial intelligence is really in its early days. So you absolutely have identified um, a limitation which is based on the intent that your named assistant, your virtual assistant, can handle. Now, you but can th- say th- it. I just can't because she can't
1: it. hear you. She's over there. <laughs> uh, by the way, as soon as I said her name, the little blue thing lit up at the top, she was going, what's up next? <laughs> so
0: Exactly. <laughs> um, but the But the notion here is that they need to be trained. You know – it's, it's artificial intelligence is amazing. There's amazing capability. The capability of natural language processing is amazing, but they don't understand. And we see this as an example in the telco industry. They don't, you know, the Alexa and so on doesn't understand the telco dictionary or the intent. Um, if I ask what my data usage balance is, probably doesn't know. It needs to be trained, and you need to train them on the intent and the dialogues for that specific industry for that customer if you want it to be an effective tool and so the key is that you are training constantly the artificial intelligence engine and it's using machine learning to become smarter and so but but when it does not understand an interaction and this is where humans today are trained um for and siri and others that okay maybe it doesn't understand i find another route but when you're talking about customer service coming from an enterprise that you pay for services from if that's you know, a bot that you're talking to on your, on the website doesn't understand, they need to seamlessly hand it over to a human. Right. And that's the key. And that's when we talk about experience, you have to have that seamless handover to a human so that you can continue to serve the customer because the bot's not going to understand 100% of everything. It needs to learn and you need to use machine learning so that next time someone asks that, you you add that intent into the dictionary, but... You have the ability to seamlessly push that through to a human so that the customer experience isn't interrupted. And that's that, for me, that's the key.
1: I think when she comes on and when I ask the question the wrong way, when I say, you know, please tell Harmony to turn the TV on, she should come back and say, you don't end a sentence with a preposition. <laughs> So. <laughs> All right, we're going to take a short break. When we come back, uh, I want to learn more about how AI is being used to in in, uh, in your world, which is uh, you focus a lot at Amdocs. You focus on the telecom industry. And, oh, gosh, I'm going to say about six, eight months ago, we had somebody from Amdocs on, and it was a fascinating conversation because I think everybody deals with issues on the telephone. They call up. They have a question about a bill. They want to change a plan. And from the consumer standpoint or the business a company, you know, client standpoint, when they're talking to that, that bot or when they're interacting with artificial intelligence, what you guys are doing in that space is huge. So we'll come back. We'll talk more about that. I promise we talk more about personalization. We're going to do that as well. So everybody stay tuned. Don't go away. We've been talking with Shannon Bell of Amdocs. This is Shep Hyken on Amazing Business Radio. Want to amaze your customers, impress the people you work with, and outshine your competition? Going from average to amazing isn't an out-of-reach goal. In fact, amazement is a habit that anyone can master. In my latest book, Be Amazing or Go Home, I share the secrets behind my mantra, which is to always be amazing. Drawing on the routines of incredible people, I share simple practices that can elevate your game. Once you master those habits, you'll be able to create trust. Build stronger relationships, make sales, advance your career, and much more. Now is the time to step out of ordinary and step into being amazing. Be amazing or go home is now available on Amazon.com in ebook and hardcover.
0: This is Amazing Business Radio with Shep Hyken.
1: Shep Hyken here, back on Amazing Business Radio. We're talking with Shannon Bell of Amdocs, and uh, Amdocs is focused primarily on the telecom world. Uh, And I'd love to hear some real-world examples because many of us have to call up the phone company and talk about, hey, I need to change a plan or maybe I want to try a different billing option or maybe there's some type of an issue. And I think that's a practical application. And uh, so give us some examples of what's going on in that world.
0: I think that um, in telecom what we see happening today is that uh, service providers are really playing and experimenting with artificial intelligence right now. Um, And and I don't think it's really unique to telecom. I think it's happening across all industries. And it's a good approach because the technology is young and it needs to be tested. Um, And of course, it's complex and challenging to align AI with customer service. What we see happening in telecom is really a focus on identifying specific use cases where AI can be applied to deliver a better customer experience. And that's where we see them starting. And one of the main drivers initially in in telecom is to really look at how to deflect calls from the call center. So what service providers are doing is really analyzing the top call volume reasons. So billing is no surprise is one of the top reasons people Mm -hmm. call the call center for information on their bill. What's my usage? What's my bill data? And looking at how those use cases can be handled with non-human interactions non-human interfaces, bots, and so on, which means training the artificial intelligence engine to understand those intents and to be able to address them. So I can go online and I can say, you know, give me my bill data or tell me what my usage is this month or, you know, explain these prorated charges and so on. And there's complexity around billing in telecoms that really makes it a perfect use case because you can drive traffic out of the call center you can address it with non human interfaces. And in large part, customers are happy to deal with the bot in that context because it's an informational request.
1: Right. So it's just basic information rather than asking to solve a problem. And and that's a great use. Okay. And, and it's, it seems like that would uh, really save on somebody, you know, a, a good customer service rep could be better served uh, helping people resolve real problems rather than answering a simple question that's just, you know put punching up a customer's name on a screen and just regurgitating a number they see here's what your usage is here's what your bill is going to be that kind of thing
0: exactly and those types of simple queries lend themselves perfectly to ai and that's and that's really been the driver in the approach that we've seen in telecom in general is take those top 10 call reasons to the call center most of them are very simple types of interactions and make those available in other channels so customers can get the information. But there's one really important point I want to mention here. Okay. The customers are still going to call the call center. And so when they call the call center, it's incumbent then on the agent they're speaking to to train the customer as well. Yes. So not just training the artificial intelligence engine to deal with that interaction. You also have to train the customer to know that they can get that information from the self-service application or the online website or the chatbot or wherever. And they can do it in a very simple way so that the next time they don't call the call
1: center. Right. You know what? That is a huge point. And let me just tell you how big it is. I can't tell you in the last year I have probably talked to a dozen people about artificial intelligence. We've interviewed them on the show. Nobody has made that recommendation. I'm the one that always has to keep bringing this up. In order for somebody to use the system that you've created, you've got to teach them or tell them that it's there. So if they don't do it, they won't use it. Um, I, and I'll, I'll go all the way back to, uh, well, I'll tell you, just just the other day, I could go all the way back uh, to when I first remember checking in online for my airplane and buying a ticket online without calling uh, the agent. Uh, the incentive that the airline gave me was, we're going to give you an extra 500 miles in your account. We're going to save you $25 if you'll book online rather than talk to our agent. And just the other day, I received an email from Marriott, was staying at a Marriott, and they said, if you would check in online, we will add, I can't remember how many points to my uh, you know, profile so I can have more frequent stay points, like I need those, but hey, every little bit counts. And sure enough, uh, I thought, wow, they're training me. I'm always going to use the online check-in. Because by the way, when I walked in, this is what the woman said when I at the front desk. Hey, Mr. Heiken. thanks. Yep, we see you checked in. We've been expecting you. Boom, in an envelope. There's my key. No you know, waiting around for her to punch in information. My credit card was already on file. Everything was so easy to use. They trained me. They gave me an incentive. So in a kind of a way, they bribed me to do it. But it was a beautiful thing, and it worked so well.
0: And better customer satisfaction at the end of the day. There there you go. Exactly. you're meeting customers in the channel they want to be served
1: in. Yes. So other than the telecom industry, and I think anything we've talked about, it's kind of like, okay, this is almost generic. It just doesn't have to be telecom. But are there any other ways that you can share uh, that AI is being used at a basic level in these other industries, any other industry?
0: I think that um, we see so we see certainly the chatbots as, as really one of the leading use cases, um, and chatbots to drive not only the, the informational queries but also um, you know different types of interactions, upsell, cross sell, um, you know, customer wants to change their address, things like that. So taking core business processes that that uh, that require input from the customer and some work on the 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 other side to, to actually realize and, and making those intelligent. Um, but we also see use cases around artificial intelligence in terms of making the enterprise smarter. And this is this is something I feel really passionately about is that we should be able to use artificial intelligence to make all business processes that a company is using smarter, internal and external. So it's not just about the customer. It's actually about making your own business smarter. And here you are able to derive, um, information knowledge insights and use those and use machine learning to actually make intelligent recommendations to your own staff when they're designing a new product offer for example i'm going to put a new promotion on the website and i'm going to price it at 9.99 and it doesn't matter what product or service it is maybe that's not the right number maybe that's not the right way to to push this promotion maybe if i want better adoption in social channels i need to targeted a different way all of that intelligence and insight and learning can be used to drive a smarter business and i think that that's the other key use case around artificial intelligence which i think is still to come i think you know most enterprises are thinking about an intelligence strategy not all have started to look at and use and embrace artificial intelligence and machine learning but i think that's one of the core use cases that will actually drive better business performance
1: right getting data uh, that will give you better decisions. And, and if you've got enough customers, you can, you can experiment with different prices, and the computer, uh, the machine, the bot, whatever you want to call it, can come back and give you reports on what pricing is working best. Uh, there's probably other issues it can take into consideration uh, as it gets stronger and stronger and understands your business more. All right, we're going to take another break, and when we come back, I'm going to ask you the question that I ask everybody uh, who comes on the show About artificial intelligence, and that is, uh, is it going to replace jobs? What's it going to do to employment? We're going to do that. We're going to talk about personalization and start to wrap things up, and that's going to be our show, so don't go away. There's still more to come, more great information to come from Shannon Bell over at Amdocs. Stay tuned.
0: This is Amazing Business Radio with Shep Hyken.
1: Shep Hyken here back on Amazing Business Radio. So, Shannon, the big question, is AI going to take away jobs?
0: Oh, I think this is always the concern when it comes to new technology introduction. I mean, we've heard this time and time again with different technologies. I think the reality is that the composition of roles will change. And I don't think there will be a mass replacement of jobs with robots per se, but let me explain what I mean. In many industries, we already see major efforts to shift traffic out of the call center, so to embrace the non-human interaction, which I associate with artificial intelligence when we talk about non-human versus human interaction. This shift of traffic out of the call center has been happening for years. Without artificial intelligence into online channels that may not be intelligent, it'll happen faster with artificial intelligence. So AI will play a role in accelerating it. You know, understanding what someone's looking for, how we can help them and so on. But for every simple interaction that we deflect via AI to a non-human channel, there's still going to be complex interactions that require human effort. And there'll be human effort that's required to help train the AI engine to better handle different customer intents and to train the customers. But but the objective for sure, in my mind, is that we get to a point where every interaction can be handled through non-human or digital channels. And then it becomes a business decision which interactions you want to handle with humans and which with non-humans. For example, maybe you have better success rates when humans handle upsell interactions. So it could be. You have digital channels, non-human interfaces. AI can perfectly handle those interactions. But it's a business decision that you want a human to handle it because you believe you have a higher degree of success. Or it's a high-spending customer that you want to deal with with a human. Those business decisions will dictate whether a human or non-human deals with it, not the capabilities of the underlying systems. I think that's the differentiator. So, so my answer is that for sure jobs will change and the composition of jobs will change. I, I But I don't think it's a math elimination of job
1: so i have a prediction myself uh, and and I, I love this is one of my favorite sayings that you know the the atm machine did not kill the bank teller and uh, radio did not kill i'm sorry video did not kill the radio star right <laughs> can you tell me who sang that song
0: no the buggles <laughs> I it know was the song, first
1: song talking. ever sung on mtv i believe Is it it radio, radio or video killed the radio star? Uh, But that's just not been the case. So here's my prediction that, uh, and I just had a client uh, that I've been working with eliminate a complete lower level customer service department by using AI, and took all those people Mm -hmm. and retrained them and moved them to a higher level so they could better support and have more agents working with customers that had higher level functions. Number one, most important thing is uh, they eliminated the jobs because it was better for the customer to get that basic support, lower level, just as you had talked about. It's really easy. You don't need to call. You don't need to wait. Just jump right into it and and just get your basic information. But number two, they repurposed those jobs. Nobody lost a job. My prediction is that's not going to happen in every company, but... The number of people that will be needed to help create artificial intelligence solutions is going to explode massively. And therefore, there will be more job opportunities provided the people are ready to take them. That means they're properly educated. They're good people who can do good work, learn, and, and mm-hmm. be in that industry. Just as, you know, hey, what do you think happened to DVDs as soon as Netflix and the computer started to be able to stream everything? Um, it, things change. That industry, gosh, we don't need nearly as many people. But guess what? People need to work on the other side of the technology. So uh, everything, you know, something you may lose something over here and pick up something over there. So, uh, gosh, what we've got to talk about now is we, we. I promise we'd go back to personalization. And I know sometimes personalization and AI go hand in hand. Amazon knows when you've been buying uh, certain items and when you log on it will say, hey, the last time you were here, this is what you bought. You want to buy more of it? Or here's a suggestion. A lot of people buy this if they buy that. Give us some other ways that artificial intelligence is being used to personalize the experience.
0: So I think we see a number of cases where you can take and leverage um, anonymized data around buying preferences based on a profile of a customer and understanding what their next best action is likely to be and being able to use intelligence to drive that right recommendation at the right time. So maybe, you know, if you push a recommendation to me on a Tuesday based on my profile and my spend patterns over X number of months or so on, you have a higher chance of success. Being able to do that very smart and efficient targeting of campaigns and promotions, um, and being able to understand the Response you're likely to get based on the different ways you can reach the customer also plays a role in building a profile of the customer that you can act on. And I think that's really one of the key uses of intelligence in, in that context. So we see intelligence to make a smart recommendation, to to tell you what you need, even though you don't know you need it yet. But it's really starting to develop and build that profile of the customer so you can understand and anticipate and pick the right timing and content and and vehicle to deliver those types of campaigns, promotions, information, and so on um, that I see that the AI helping.
1: Right. I, I like that. And I think this is really important. If uh, one of my kids decides one day to get married and have kids, and here I am, the new grandpa, and the kid is coming to stay at my place. My wife and I are going to, you know, so my kids can go on vacation. They're going to leave the baby with me. If I go on my Amazon account and I buy a big thing of diapers, I don't think Amazon's going to say, oh my gosh, this guy just had a baby. <laughs> he's hopefully amazon knows me well enough that uh unless it becomes a pattern i think that's what you said past buying history buying patterns all of this plays into whether or not uh the ai function is going to determine what's best for me it's not just a one time oh he bought this he's not going to buy that the rest of his life is he well, let's find out. Let's keep an eye on it. And if he does, we'll start making the right recommendations. I mean, that's pretty sophisticated, but that's what some of these uh, businesses like Amazon are really getting good at. And, and their machines are really quite, you know, they're good enough to do that.
0: Yeah. Know me, understand me. Don't suggest wrong items because if you pick an obscure item that you recommend to me that I bought once, then I'm going to question how much information you're collecting about me and the and, the, the implications of, of making a, a bad or a wrong recommendation are much worse than offering something more generic. But ultimately what customers want is something that's personalized. I want to see what I need and, uh, and make it easy for me to actually take advantage of that offer.
1: All right. The stats, in fact, say if you give a good personalized experience that the customer will buy more than they thought they were going to buy. And 51% of them say with the right recommendation, they'll buy something that they never thought they were ever going to buy in the first place, which is pretty cool. So we're just about out of time, Shannon. Always close with the one thing question. And I warned you before we jumped on the show here that this was going to come. One thing you want to emphasize, one thing you want to share, but it's like the lightning round. 60 seconds or less, what is it? Start. When I I think about AI and what
0: businesses should be doing, (laughs) Mm -hmm. start. You need to start experimenting because, you know, when you experiment, you'll make the AI, the intelligence, your business better. Um, It's a learning process, and you need to at all times keep in focus the customer experience that. Seamless between human and non-human and being able to understand what you're going to do if the customer asks for something that, you know, the AI doesn't understand. But start. We see this across all industries. Experimentation needs to take place because it's going to help make a better intelligence solution that's going to help your business.
1: Right. And if nothing else, starting even before experimentation, you're going to be gaining knowledge and intelligence. Great information, Shannon. Thank you so much for being on our show.
0: Thank you for having me.
1: It's our pleasure, and we hopefully uh, will have you back again. Uh, This is awesome. I love it when we get good information, especially from somebody that's uh, actually doing it, using it day in and day out, living it. This was another amazing episode of Amazing Business Radio, and I can't wait to see who we're going to talk to next week. Don't know who it is going to be yet, but I guarantee this, it will be another amazing interview. So until next week, next time, next show, remember, always be amazing.